Because I, in my view, when I heard it, I'm like, man, I see these white people flipping it. Like, what can we get these niggas? Repar- reparations. Da, da, da. What's that shit? <laughs> like, That's exactly like, what it did. What's that, what's, that holiday, what's, that, what's that cookout thing they do? Yeah, shit. I was in, you know, how, we was in how, Texas they that, how they looked at reparations <laughs> out? <laughs> so, and I can see somebody like a Ted Cruz. We can always give him reparations. <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I'm your boy, Rozzy. And if you know, I usually don't start the show. So once again, Ferg's out. Um, being a great mentor, father figure, whatever you want to call it, with the lamplighter, she's taking them on a trip uh, to see some HBCUs and they're having a great time. But um, with everything that's going on in the world today, Roe v. Wade being overturned, those types of things, uh, we didn't want to rush the episode and try to get it out to you guys. So we really wanted to take a chance or take, have a chance to really dissect and, and dive into it. Uh, so we'll be doing that next week and and. What we did is we looked back at some past episodes and uh, we had a really good episode that we really wanted to bring you guys. I know for the Inspire You folks um, that's listening, shout out to Inspire You on air, the new beat of the bay. Uh, you guys, this is going to be your first time listening to this episode. So I, sh- I know you guys are going to really, really enjoy it. It was great content. Uh, it was one of our favorite episodes. So sit back, relax, enjoy that Oh, and before I go, I just want to say, uh, if you guys get a chance, go check out Controversial AF on YouTube. I did a guest appearance on that podcast. Um, We did a very, very good conversation on dating after a failed relationship. So everybody go out, go over, check them out, see how those conversations go. Uh, You get to see my beautiful face, if nothing else. So check those out. But with that being said, everybody enjoy let's jump into the show what up what up what up what up it's three brothers no sense i'm tavares ferguson aka ferg join my co-host flex master flex buff bagwell look evil the man uh, walks around daily with a financial tank top on flexing his muscles and then we got rising <laughs> that's definitely the other way around. We've had this conversation. That's exactly it. No, that's it. That's Many it. Times. You just walk around with you know how you just like walk that dude is walk around with the tank top flexing for no reason. Byron does that financially. Mm-hmm. You have a financial tank top, sir. No, no, yeah. No. So no, but I mean, just a little little stuff like the watches and things like that. Like you know what Subtle to flip. buy. To make sure that you know that that is just a little flexy, but because I what I can't remember who said it, but they were like, you know, um, I got a phone to tell time. My watch tells my um, my status. <laughs> I did hear that. That's true. I did hear that. That is true. But listen, <laughs> Rosie, I am surprised that you are even talking about watches after that flex move you pulled. What was that about a, a year ago? Half a year ago, for about six yeah, months ago, yeah. yeah. So I can't even believe you going there with the watches, bro. Because you like yes. you're like King Flex. <laughs> so you talking about the time that you were gonna that time that you bought the watch and Rise is like, oh, I like that, and bought it too. Yes, 
after you bought the same bought after the watch. You bought yeah. the watch. I'm a so, follower. Like, just, I'm a follower, yeah. buff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so even in your even in your your, your off flex, you're flexing. But here, and so here, it's not like a, yeah, you know. See, this, yeah. this is what I want yeah. the listeners to know. The difference is, okay, just background story. I wanted to go to um, South of France for my 40th birthday, but COVID happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I'm gonna splurge on myself. So I bought myself some gifts, and one of those gifts were two watches. Okay, 40th birthday. Rosie just bought it because it was a Tuesday. That's the difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the difference. It was a see, it was see that deal. I, I got you it on sale, bro. <laughs> so, so many flexes in this one story. So, I wanted to go to the south of France. <laughs> it was 40th birthday. No. That's like me trying to go to Paris, Texas. <laughs> I, I, I went to the Blue Flame. Yeah, you you talking about? I want to go to uh, South of France. I went to the Blue Flame. Oh, ain't no telling what you would have done if, if 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 everything was open and clear. There's no telling what you would have done, bro. You've been in Greece somewhere. That picture that everybody posts with the restaurant next I to the not, I will not go to Santorini. Oh, no. I will not go to Santorini now. <laughs> it is on my band list. I cannot go to Santorini because everybody. You want to take a flowing dress? Uh, <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> if I if I do go, I'm taking a flowing dress picture. <laughs> Because you're gender fluid, right? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. But no, nah, bro. Uh, nice, nice watch. Nice gift uh, to yourself. You got to treat yourself. If you don't, uh, nobody else will. Well, I can't even say that. <laughs> because uh, let's talk about that, that robe you got. Okay, so this is like yeah, that. this is like the buff the buff hour. Okay, let's go. Go, go. What you got? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. That was just a nice is robe. It soft? Is it soft it's, as it looks? That's yeah. my question. It was just a bathrobe. Black bathroom. Mm-hmm. Talking about dot rolls that we got. Yeah, with some with some golden, very intricate, <laughs> you know, uh, square kind of things oh. that you know rhymes with Versace. <laughs> I, I feel like you. <laughs> I feel like Versace you had. I think you just said the name. <laughs> <laughs> that Versace you had. It, it, that was a gift. That was a gift. Very nice gift. I'm just saying, bro. I'm very grateful for it. But, you know, that's good. That's a good, bro. Today is about June Juneteenth, and we talk about inclusivity a lot and not judging people. And I just realized I'm not there yet. I was, um, I think I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, one of the days I was going to get something to eat for the family. And... I went to the restaurant to pick up our food, and there was an old black lady with a uh, white Trump Keep America Great uh, hat. Keep America Great Again hat. <sighs> Boy. You remember the last episode when I was saying Sky was just staring at that uh, the chan- transgender uh, female? I found myself doing the same thing to this old black lady. I was in such awe because she's in a black run establishment. Like it's. N- Nothing but black. And I'm just sitting there like, I had that head tilt. I'm just sitting there looking at her. And I just didn't, I couldn't stop staring. She might as well have had a dick on her forehead, fellas. Well, I guess she kind of did, really, right? But I I just couldn't get past it. I'm like, how? With everything going on, how? It's 2021. Election's gone. It's over. Juneteenth is this weekend. How do you have this Keep America Great Again hat on? 
Like I was just Bro, they they got, I mean Trump got what sixteen percent of the black vote. I didn't think they shopped at the same places I shopped at. They don't they don't all view him as racist, and some black people actually don't put racism at the top of their gripe list. Like to them, mm-hmm. as long as he's seemingly great for the economy and great for business and tough on crime, then you know if he anti-abortion, especially if yeah. they're you know in that that, that and, evangelical, which, he, uh, he, which he's not even really anti-abortion for real, for real. But oh, she's a black Christian. Enough said. That is, yeah, that is, which is a whole nother conversation because mm-hmm. we had some interesting dialogue. Uh, this week, the uh, oh, the blue book. Are you gonna go there? Huh? <laughs> nah, I'm just gonna say it's very interesting. So I'm not gonna go there. I spent enough time talking today, but um, to the to the old black lady, if you happen to come across this podcast, take that shit off your head. Lady. But um, anything else, fellas? All righty, let's jump into it. Rizzy, what do you have for us? Do you have a, a good joke for us today? I, I think so. I mean, that, no, well, no, no, it's not a good joke. It, it's really not even a joke. So um, you guys know the G20 just finished up. Um, everybody's talking about uh, Biden and, and Putin and everything and, you know, body language and all of that. Um, but I don't know if y'all saw that uh, Finland is actually closing all their borders. And I don't know if you you know y'all know what that means, but like that means nobody's gonna be able to cross the finish line. <laughs> I like where it was going. I'm like, okay, he's setting this up. He's using modern. He's using current events. Shout out to Miss Hickson for current events. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you, you gotta give him a little credit. That, that, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Setup was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know what? Yeah, it, it's your. You're getting better. You're getting better. <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I, I, I got to make sure y'all don't know when it's coming. Like, like that's the thing. You got to, you got to slip the actual punchline in there. All right. Um, do you fellas want to jump it off, or do you want me to me, me to take it over? Or what What do you want to do? I don't mind. Um, okay. I have a question that I was gonna say for next week, but. By it being Juneteenth, it's like I have to ask it today. On the Rise Turns 40, part one and two, my question was based off a post, and so is this one. And the post goes as follows. The Black Agenda. The Asians don't have to march, pray, or beg to get a bill passed. Let that sink in. My my question to you guys is very simple, because we hear this a lot. What is the black agenda? And for bonus points, how do we go about getting it uh, passed or implemented? Post a lot on Facebook. <laughs> talk down on every last like advancement we do get. Um, you know, uh, don't don't vote. Um, let's see what else. What is it? What else is that? The black agenda, or is that how we get it passed? Because <laughs> I'm kind of confused on which one it is now. I, I don't know, bro. Like it, it's man. I I don't think there's a black agenda. That that I don't know if that's an issue or not. Well, I I say that, but I, I do think there's a black agenda. I I think 
the the black agenda right now is trying to hold on to what we have because it's one of those things that you you can want the lofty goals and reparations and all of that right now we're we're struggling to hold on to voting rights mm-hmm. like so so i think right now the black agenda is hold the line and that's that's what a lot of people don't want to hear everybody wants to keep saying oh let's advance let's advance advance you know biden's not doing anything kamala's not going to do anything even though they don't have like the most basic understanding of civics and how government works uh, the the executive branch can't do anything you, you need the legislative branch to do it so it takes congress to do this stuff a literal act of congress to do these things and um we don't have the votes we don't have the votes in the senate to pretty much do anything uh because of the filibuster 50 so it's 50 50 uh and you need 60 votes to advance most things uh in the senate so just to let you guys know so right now the agenda is we talked about hb1 i think that is or should be the black agenda right now hb1 should be the black agenda getting pre-clearance back maintaining our right to vote maintaining what we have and and then past that i think then we can start thinking through reparations and i don't know what everybody else wants like that that's my question uh, is what do you want after that like other other than saying we're gonna give straight reparations and having like hb1 where we know there's equity in um in in voting and what the government provides I don't know what else they would want from it. Uh, so I'll, I'll defer to Fur Byron. Uh, like, what what would you guys do? So the the agenda, and then we can come back around to wh- how we get it passed. The agenda is there's no agenda because it's a moving target. If they were to ask you this question last year, Riza, your answer would be completely different. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beauty of it. Not for us, but for everybody else. It's it's a moving target and it's not just not one agenda. And I don't even and the thing about it, I don't know if any uh, social group or oppressed group has a, a this is what all Hispanics want. This is, but in our world, there is a black agenda. Like it's this infamous black agenda that they 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 make a scary thing. Like they have white people scared of this black agenda. It's like we don't know the black agenda. Don't be scared. Like we, there's nothing. There's nothing to be scared of because we don't even know what it is. And like you said, it. If best case scenario right now, we're just trying to uh, keep our head above water. What are you scared of? What are you scared of? We're just trying to get back to where we we were a year ago, two years ago, four years ago. Like we're just trying to make make up for lost time, all the things we lost in the last few years. You know. Um, it, it, it's I don't think there's one thing if there were things that you were talking about HB1 I think there is political reform but also just I think the the legal reform like our our justice systems mm-hmm. criminal justice reform yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that that's 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 huge you know um I just want to one of my biggest things as a, a as a black man in America, a black husband and black fathers is I want to feel safe that I'm not going to get, I'm not going to die or be accused of some horrible crime or something just random happens to me. Like stuff happens, life happens, but it's like, I don't want to be taken out by 
a police officer for mistaken identity. Police officer having a bad day. Like, it sounds like, come on, guys, you're overacting. That's 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 real life for a lot of us. Like that, that's something that I should not have to worry about in my life. Think about that. That's it, when you think about something that simple, that should not be a worry or a concern in someone's life that somebody's sworn to protect and serve them is out to possibly kill them. If something happens, if I if I commit a crime, am I going to get a fair trial? If I'm convicted of, I mean, convicted of a crime, is it going to be fair? Like, there's so many things. I have a son. I have a daughter. If they are, you know, how safe are they? Are they safe if something happens to them? Are they safe in our justice system? Education-wise, I mean... We talked. We talked about this, you know, several times about you know, funding black schools, building up our communities. You know, how much better do our kids have to be to compete in this world? And that, you know, are they getting a fair share? Or do they have not just our kids? Do we have access to the resources to make us competitive? Because if you, if you, I, when I look at it a lot of times, it's talk about competing against uh, other nations. You know, can American youth and American people education system compete against other nations? The question is, are our kids equipped to compete against the people here? Luckily, our kids are going to go to good schools. But what about the kid, the other kid that doesn't get that shot? I think it's just basic civil liberties. I mean, I just feel like it shouldn't be this hard to be. We're just asking to be treated fair and just. We're not asking reparations. Reparation still is a stretch to me. I would love reparation. I think it's, but I can see how somebody could say, well, the, 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 you know, we didn't have slaves. It's not our fault. Why are we paying it? Why are we paying the price? I, I know all the, the reasons why, but it's like, okay, you have a, in your mind, you have a legit argument. But to say that my child shouldn't be able to have a fair share at education, that if my child commits a crime, the same crime as your child, that they should be looked at the same in the judicial system. If a police officer unjustly kills my my kid or myself, that there should be a fair trial and they should uh, serve justice for their crime. Like we're just asking to be treated like human beings. We're asked to be treated the same way you would want to be treated. That's it. We we should we should we should make the criminal justice system like the mass singer. Like you come to court and you gotta have a mask on and nobody knows your gender or anything like that, and they gotta they gotta try the case like that, and then like at the end they unmask you and be like, boom, I'm black and I'm only doing seven months. Boom. Yeah, but what's so crazy <laughs> is but they they yeah, the dog whistles. They're gonna talk about, you know, the broken home and they're gonna they're going to Oh yeah, they'll you'll you'll they'll lead up to all the stuff. The supporting facts around the case, they gonna know. They gonna find out. Now, the three of us might be able to get away with it, you know. Like if they when they start rattling off our facts and stuff like that, yeah. But the average that seventeen year old that had petty larceny, yeah. But at the same time, that white kid that had those same because that's what that's the problem is those kids that are similarly situated sits there and they're a yes. white kid so they get that presumption of innocence whereas our kid gets that presumption of guilt when you have hey I can't look at it 
that white kid's gonna get that presumption of guilt because it's his third strike. He's been doing it since he was whatever. He's from a broken home, has a single parent, lives on this side of town. There's a lot of white kids like that too, that when they get in court though, they dress up and they look like the kids on the other side of the track. And people start uh, identifying with that. So that that that's why oh, yeah, I, I know, say I that, that blind piece of it, you know, justice can really be be blind when uh, you can do that. Because you know they they've they've got all kind of studies about like hiring practices and things like that. When you um you know take off the name or whatever, you 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 start to see more equitable hiring and things like that. If you take out the even the name, you take out the name so that they can't say you know Shaquan or whatever, and and start automatically identifying as a black person. Um, take out the name, take out the look and really go by the facts of the case. And, and that jury has to go by the facts of the case on it. Um, then you really do, you, you do set it up where justice is blind. Um, but I, I totally derailed from the black agenda because that no, was nowhere near on the black agenda. But what's, what's so though. crazy is it's like, we're not asking for anything special. But we, that, we, that, we didn't ask, we even that's ask for the jury. problem though. That, way, no, and I mean, I mean, the, the problem is, if because we're just asking asking for equity, there's not going to be anything that's targeted at black people. And so you hear a lot of hoteps like, oh, Obama didn't do anything for us. The Democrats don't do anything for us. And mainly they're, they say that because they don't understand that the, the, the laws that they pass and the things that they do disproportionately affect black people positively. So yeah. when you start doing these equities, when you start bringing th- this child credit um thing that um that came out of the uh, the COVID relief package, that that helped black people like three to one for white people. But the black people still are saying, oh, it, it, they didn't do anything for us. Like that, you have to really get down into these things because there's not anything that says, oh, this is specifically for black people. What it is is that we know black people are affected by this thing. White people are gonna um benefit too. Yes. But black people are going to be uh, benefit from it more, and so, and they pass it. So I think there's two parts to it. There's rights and things that help us get ahead, but I think that what separates the quote unquote black agenda is there's certain protections that we need. You know, it's yeah, everybody should be treated treated equal under the uh, the uh, visor of the law, but we and we all know that if you fit this description that the chances are the the conviction rate the the time served like the penalties disproportionately unfavorable for black americans and it's like we just need protections we're just saying hey give get us out of jail don't convict us but hey we need protections we need protections from over policing we need protection from subprime lenders and you know stop screwing us over like that that's even a start you know it's just like hey don't don't beat us like just just stop beating us and killing us and you know treating us unfairly we're not even asking just like to it's so crazy because when i hear people talk about reparations like to me that's a far extreme just because it's like we can't even get them to stop killing us and you want them to pay us it's like, Truth, it's like truthfully <laughs> truthfully they'll probably pay us before they stop killing us <laughs> which is crazy which is crazy is because it's like we side note for one just for the record we did not ask for Juneteenth it was one you know like we really didn't 
ask for. I know there's one. Don't lady. worry. I, I'll, I'll lead on. That's my question. So we, okay. we can, don't don't worry about that. We're gonna we're gonna go down that rabbit All hole. Right. Buff. What 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 say ye? The black agenda is equality. Uh, unfortunately, equality is such a broad thing. You and Rosie touched on all the different aspects: housing, school, college, uh, justice. All of that is included, and we have we have studies that show, like Rosie mentioned. You know, you take the black name off, and they've been admitted to colleges more, or they've gotten a job more. Hell, we saw it. In, we saw a recent example. I think it was a mixed married couple. Uh, when they had pictures of them both, the house went for one price. But then when the white man just had pictures of himself, it was some astronomical higher value in what the house was going to sell for. Time and time again, like we have so many examples, we exhausted at pointing at them. Like every time there's a, a shooting of an unarmed black man, we get tired of saying Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, George Floyd. Like, we're exhausted at saying that stuff because it happens so often and it, it's just, it's so many different examples to point to. Ferg, you mentioned um, reparations is extreme. It is extreme, but it shouldn't be because I know white people, their counter argument is like, why should I have to pay for something that I have nothing to do with? Oh, but you do. You guys benefit from slavery to this day. There are businesses that may not have participated in slavery whatsoever, but they still benefited from the labor. They're like direct ties to certain banks, certain insurance companies that started thanks to slavery and thanks to the free labor that they were able to benefit from. So, yeah, there are plenty of white people that didn't own not one slave and still benefited from slavery. And that's something that we need to say more and more often. But, you know, the black agenda is equality because, you know, in, in law enforcement, we we see, I've seen studies where police officers uh, we we heard um, uh, I forgot the guy that, that killed Mike Brown, but you know he said Mike Brown had arms like Hulk Hogan and, and was super strong. Like they view us as such a higher threat than our white counterpoint parts that we that that's what make us more likely to get shot down in the streets because we're seen as a deep as a bigger threat. Um, you've seen videos where where white people are getting drunk like. Like dragging a police officer on his pickup truck, and he was able to walk away free. You know what I mean? So, like I said, there are so many examples, and that's what we're asking for. We're asking for equality. Unfortunately, it's so many different parts to it that we never get like the starting point. But we need to demand, you know, we need to demand a starting point in, in a certain. Maybe we can start with the schools, then go to the justice system, then go to jobs. But we need a starting point. And to answer the second part of the question, how do we get there? Hold on, before you go there, I just want to make sure that it's known that I'm not saying when I say reparations is far fetched or whatever. No, it is though. It's no. I say it because coming from their mindset, yeah. because their argument is like I'm not responsible. So I could see how somebody could push back and say I shouldn't have to pay for this, but I can't see how you you could justify like. Hey, I think I'm going to be. There's a possibility of me being killed by the police, and that's a problem. Well, that's just part of that's part of life. Get over it. Like I'm not responsible. Like you can't justify that my kids can't get a job or this because of the color of their skin. Like you can't justify certain things. Like you know that. what it is. For they don't believe you know it. What though. it is. That's the problem. They don't. They don't believe that it's real. 
because they look at it from their worldview and their lens. And since they don't see it in themselves I, that there's an issue, they don't yeah, believe that there's I, an I, issue. I, I, I understand they, 100%. They, they, a lot of them truly believe that equity and equality is real. But the thing about it is if, if I have to think that, if you don't have to daily wake up or have certain thought processes in your mind, that's how you know it doesn't exist. When you don't fear the police, then there's there's a certain level of trust. Even if my fear is unjustified, it's a fear. Why do I have that fear? Like you don't have that fear for a reason. My my fear, if it's, if, if you consider it justified or not, is real. Like it's 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 in my life. So if you don't agree with it, it's still there. So why is it there? I want to wake up and be able to not fear the police. I want to wake up and not fear. I want to have the same freedoms, mental freedoms, that the average white man has. Unfortunately, we've been thrown in a fight against an opponent with loaded gloves who's had two and a half months of training. And it's like five weight classes above ours. And we've been thrown in there with two days of training and, and, and no trainer whatsoever. And we're and we're expecting a fair fight. And that's and that's what we're in. And you're never going to get that. I did want to touch on how we get there. It's funny to me because Rosie mentioned the hotels and, you know, a lot of them, a lot of their stances are, you know, voting doesn't matter. Voting doesn't matter. Right. And we see we, time and time again, they've shown us that voting does matter when they try to strip away our rights, the money that we see into suppressing the vote. But I just find it hilarious. The same people who say voting doesn't matter also want to point out how the Asians got their protection bill passed. You know how they got that passed? Through politicians. Because they don't tell their people not to vote. They be out there voting. You know who you know who helped push that? The senator from uh Illinois. I can't think of her name. Oh, Duckworth. Senator Duckworth helped mm-hmm. pass that. An elected official. So while you out here telling your people not to vote, but then complaining about how we're not getting anything done and comparing us to other communities, other communities don't tell their people not to vote. They get out there, they get it done, then they hold it politicians accountable now if you want to say i think one of you guys said you know democrats don't do anything for black people now if you want to say hey we need to start holding democrats more accountable we need to start making sure we get what we want out of these politicians that's an argument i'm willing to sign up for when you tell us not to vote laws get passed by politicians who are voted in Mm -hmm. office yeah and and don't don't with this whole Oh, I'm going to do a new party because you don't have the weight to do anything with a new party. You don't have a weight with a third party. You don't have the weight to go out and do anything. Now, if you want to or, or flip to a Republican, maybe the Republicans will do anything because that's a snowball chance in hell to get anything done for us on the Republican side. So what you do is you say, just like um, the Republicans do it, and even some Democrats, right? We're going to primary you. We're going to put somebody up uh, against you that's actually going to come up and be on our agenda. That's what you do. If, if, if you think you're so big and bad and you know everything, why don't you run? You think you can win and you can make change and you can get us some reparations. You go up there to Capitol Hill and see what you can do. Try your hand at it. Try. I want to see you go up there and make some things happen. Because it's not easy to go in there and form a coalition. It's not easy to go in there one of 100 and think you're going to make some changes. You, you ain't the big dog. And as a freshman senator... Uh- or, or a congressperson. Not, not only that, 
the committees are controlled by the two parties. So even if you go in there with your little independent party, you notice Bernie Sanders is an independent. Angus King is an independent, but they caucus with the Democrats because that's the only way you can get on the committee. And the committees are important because that's how certain bills come to the mm-hmm. floor to even be voted on in the first place. That's how Supreme Court justices are determined on whether or not they're going to make it out of the Judiciary Committee and be voted on to be a new justice in the Supreme Court. So if you're in this, hey, I'm part of the Purple Party now, I'm part of the Liberation Party now, okay, you can be that, but you're not going to have any say-so whatsoever on anything important. Nah, nah. Biden and Kamala need to just make it happen. I voted for them. They got my vote, so they just need to make it happen. Yeah, you're stupid. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired of beating around the bush with it. Like, stop talking about stuff you don't know about. Like, no, nah, but I, no, I but but Biden's supposed to, he's supposed to fix Biden. it all. Yeah, yeah, and Obama was supposed to fix it all, and every politician that gets in there, and 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 truthfully, they go in with the the highest of intentions, and they want to do everything they can. But again, when I talk about one of one hundred, one of how many Congress um seats is it? Congressional seats. 435 somewhere yeah. around yeah like 400 one of 400 like think about that you're one of 400 that's trying to go in there with no power no committee seat you don't run anything you can't decide what's going to come for a vote even if you do write a bill that doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere so and, why, and for the folks that's like oh it's see, weird here in now you know all that all right well shut up because you get what you get well that's why i don't my, vote then I, when my kids were in preschool the, the preschool teacher told them you get what you get you don't pitch a fit that's my thing I don't want to hear it if you don't vote you don't get a say in what's happening and listen before the naysayers go there in no way are we saying voting is the cure all that's not the only thing I'm saying we, we still have to do the action we still have to fight for the change we want but voting is a big part of it like if you want certain bills passed voting is a big part of it yeah, so voting is a big part of it, but there's two yet two year gaps between voting. Y'all need to do stuff during there. Like, what are you doing collectively? What are we doing individually? Yeah, make make are, it to help. Are you going? Are no? Are you going to the town halls and saying why did you vote on this bill? Are you are you paying attention to what they're voting on and what they're not voting on? Are you um going to all the civic organizations that's happening? Do you know what they're spending their money on and their time on? Are you volunteering? Are you spending time in the neighborhood? Because I, I too often a lot of people that's on Facebook making they post buff buff yeah, you yeah, that that post was perfect buff uh, by the oh, yeah, way yeah, uh, thanks, <laughs> that you just put like too often you go to Facebook and you think your little hundred likes on your comment is something but you ain't put one community service hour in you ain't invested no money back into the communities you ain't donated nothing donated time I mean and I ain't talking about your once a year annual cleaning of your house going down to the Salvation Army <laughs> to put some stuff in that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about hours and hours and hours that the three of us put in on things that's outside of our regular job to help our communities. And you want to sit there and make a little Facebook post or down folks that's really out there trying to do it. I mean, talking about politicians, uh, I hate it because the thing is that there's some dirty politicians, but there's some folks that's out there really working to try to make this thing better. Yeah. And let's not blame, let's not put it all on politics. There's other things you can do. Like, if you want education better, what, what are you doing? You know, are you mentoring? Are you doing anything? Do you want to see neighborhood beautifications? Are you sitting on those committees? Or what? What are you doing to help? That's 
that that's always you know my question to people what are you doing to help yeah. and but that's the it was crazy is that's how so many especially the whole types of people they shut people up like well what are you doing to help and it's like most people can't like well I ain't here, so you got me there and so you just d- do something find your niche find what you're passionate about and find a way to make it impactful <laughs> That's more oh, than lip yes, service. Yes. Talking about it ain't yeah. that, talking about it ain't because that's when you talk about the hoteps. That's usually what the hoteps are doing. They talking about it. They talking about it over and over and over again to each other, making YouTube and TikTok posts, and they sharing it with each other. But like I said again, they don't put an ounce of actual time into doing anything. And, and, and you know, last thing on this because the post Razio was talking about, I I, I, w- I didn't mention it, but I was referring to Juneteenth, and I've seen people complain and say, you know. Uh, we didn't ask for this. We, we, you know, y'all out here happy for no reason. They just giving us crumbs, you know, just completely criticizing. It's fine to say that, Hey, this isn't, this isn't the end all. We still have a lot more work to do, but people, people fought to get this passed. People wanted this day. And if the goal is because I've seen over many years now, the gripe, they don't teach about Juneteenth. They don't teach about Tulsa. Okay. Making this a national holiday, kind of... They have to yeah, teach they, about it. You have to... Even if they don't teach about it, you have to at least talk about it. Juneteenth. What, what is Juneteenth? Why Why are you off? Oh, well, Juneteenth is this. You know what I mean? So it at least brings about the conversation more and brings about more awareness to a day that I've seen people complain about nobody talks about. So that's all I got, man. That's all I got. We spent a long time on my question, so that's, that's it. What you, nah, cool, what you got for us, Razi? Or you want to jump into that? He said, is, is, June, is Juneteenth <laughs> enough? Um, yeah, that, that definitely was my question that I wanted to come because uh, that same thing has come up. A couple people have sent me posts and, and videos about, you know, it's not enough. And I've seen a lot of even my friends that are saying it's not enough. And, you know, we didn't ask for it and everything like that. Uh, so I wanted to get you guys thoughts on it because I have some really strong thoughts about it. And I wanted to tell the listeners about it. So I'm, I'm being selfish. It's, 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 yes. it's, it's kind of like a straw man. Like, um, I, you know, several months ago when uh, Dr. Seuss came out and said, hey, we're going to discontinue this book, that book and that book right there. I saw one person say, you know, you know, y'all worried about Dr. Seuss when when uh I, I'm not easily distracted like that. We got bigger battles to, to, to fight than, than what's in Dr. Seuss, but y'all are happy about that. I'm like, nobody, and I mean nobody, was fighting to get Dr. Seuss books canceled. You know what I mean? And I think as one of you guys pointed out on that episode when we talked about it, there are books that nobody had even really heard about. When you think Dr. Seuss, Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, and a couple other ones, these books that they canceled, Nobody even knew they exist. They literally could have canceled these books and not even put out a statement and nobody would have known. Nobody asked for this. Dr. Seuss decided this on their own. But people was, you know, making a big deal out of it that that's what we asked for. No, we did not. We did not ask for it. Same thing with Juneteenth. I don't see anybody credible saying, yes, we made it. Finally, we are equal in America. All of our words over black people are on the same status as white people. Yes. What I did see was, hey, I got a new off day. That's kind of cool. Hey, this day is now being recognized by the country. That's kind of cool. What a cook I going to be. I even made a post. Hey, here are 10 things you can do. Make a blackity black playlist. 
buy black, drink you some guidance or some Uncle Nears or something like that, having fun with it. But as usual, we got to have the fun police come. Y'all happy about these little crumbs that these people giving y'all and, and there's so much more we need to be fighting for. No, nobody's saying that the fight is over, brother, sister. Nobody's saying that by a long shot. We're just saying, hey, I mean, I was off yesterday and didn't have to use any leave. I went, you know what I mean? So that's kind of good. So that's all I got, man. So I'll, I'll jump in. So I kind of brought it up earlier and I said we didn't ask for Juneteenth. And the reason I say that is because we were talking about the black agenda. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, the only reason I put that there, because I'm, I'm in Texas, I'm in Houston. So it's a big thing. Yeah. It's been a big thing. You, in Houston. That. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I was up at six o'clock this morning going out to volunteer for a Juneteenth event. So don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is it's, we're talking about the black agenda. And I hate when white people use little victories to kind of hone in their point. Well, well, you kind of joked with it. Well, slate being I mean, um, racist in with Obama. Well, you won the, you won. Like, I don't, it's like, man, we didn't ask for this. Like that is great. It's great as being recognized, but there's a black agenda. Don't use this to cut you. Cause I feel like they, they're always looking for little sh- to build their like racism is over playbook. It's like, well, uh, you got Obama and then the Chauvin trial showed you that, you know, that, and it's always, it's like, but once again, when you have to build up a case, when we're going tit for tat, like you said, when black person is killed, we got to bring up Tamir Rice. We got to bring up all these people. It's like, why do we always have to bring up these people? I'm happy Juneteenth is, is celebrated because it's, it's, it's crazy it's just another thing I think Americans need to know because in their mind, when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, they thought it was all rainbows and butterflies after that. You know, it was just it's just another example to show that even though this stuff was legal or illegal, like it was still going on. It was like Texas was like. And, you know, people are like, well, they didn't know they were free. They knew they were free. But it don't matter if you knew you were free. If they ain't releasing you. That's how crazy it is. Like, you know we's free. Shit, nigga, I ain't going nowhere. There's <laughs> 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 still a gun line, boss. <laughs> exactly. It's like, that's how crazy it is. It's like, but even after the, the slaves were free, the rest of the country, like, it didn't. All the slaves didn't just walk off plantations the day after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Or the 13th Amendment. 13th Amendment. A lot of, yeah, lot, right, lot of folks right. don't understand that the Emancipation Proclamation Mason didn't just, uh, free the yeah. slaves. It was the 13th so, Amendment. But it's just like, that didn't matter. It showed that it takes, I always say it takes government, it takes force to make people implement the right thing when it comes to black Americans. And going back to your black agenda, it's going to take force, it's going to take legislation is going to take them saying you can't do this shit anymore that's that's what I would take from Juneteenth literally a union like y'all know y'all can go free we got you like it, it that's that's what's gonna have to to get the, the the black agenda to go it's going to have to take political partnership 
to make these things happen because we have shown that the country's not going to do things just because. So when I say we didn't ask for that, like oh, we didn't ask for that, we don't 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 add that don't 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 add that to your your cap. Don't 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 add that to your count. Yeah, that's no feather. That's yeah. no feather. But, but you you say that, but the problem is it is a feather for the Republicans, right? Let's 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 break but it, it down. Is. Really, it is a feather for the Republicans. The Republicans, that's why they they passed it because it is the feather that they can they can say to their constituents that see we did do we do care about black people. Uh, so that's their olive branch. Uh, so I agree with uh, you know everybody that's saying don't take this as they're yep, not saying they're not saying the, they're not saying the same thing I'm saying trust me they're not saying <laughs> they're just telling you niggas not to celebrate I'm telling yeah. you like hey realize it is going to be some not backlash what you're saying it's going to be mm-hmm. like well you know we gave we gave you we gave you Juneteenth mm-hmm. you know it's yeah and and so that but I, I, the thing about it is the hard stuff that had to, has to happen for the black agenda wasn't going to get passed with the Republicans um, anyway. So, like that, the, while we do need to continue to push, we have to celebrate the wins too. Like, I, I don't understand, like, why people don't understand that. Like, you you can celebrate your success as you move forward. Um, so don't like. There's not this extreme of oh we didn't get full equality and reparations and you know I don't know white people on reservations whatever they they want but like we didn't get that so this this you know success doesn't mean anything that that's not how life works and if you live your life like that you are unhappy as hell. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> you are very unhappy because you can't celebrate your small wins and your small successes. Guys, if you're trying to get up to a million dollars, when I was doing financial planning and I we we you know, I talked to people and we talked about, okay, what's your number for retirement? Like, we had to set small goals and small gates. It's like if you want a million dollars, you don't need to be you you can you can Celebrate making it to 10,000, making it to a quarter million, making it to 500,000. Like celebrate those gates. When you're working, when you talk about an action plan, they, you have milestones in an action plan or a project plan, you know, or, or whatever you're doing, your five-year plan for yourself. Make some gates there because you need milestones to celebrate and you need wins to celebrate. I do think this is a milestone. I do think this is a, a, a celebrate and a, a, a a point of celebration and a win for us because like you said now they have to talk about Juneteenth they have to talk about you know oh here's why you're off and everything like that just having the celebration being a a federal holiday it's going to be on the news kids are going to ask about it like Sophie asked about Juneteenth she you know this was her first year she really kind of talked about it like we 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 did juneteenth and we talked about it we volunteered for in the past but at the same time i guess because it's like everybody's talking about it now i guess she's hearing about it more she asked me about it like you know i i, I and that's why i corrected you, you first about the emancipation proclamation because we me and her literally had a long conversation about that because she was like yeah abraham lincoln freed the slaves i'm like Nah. Nah. he didn't baby so yeah. <laughs> listen i need yeah. you, I, you I, yeah. I need you to put your hotel um uh, hat on when it, you it, go to school it's funny Tell you say that you know, no it didn't happen that 
Because I, <laughs> in my view, when I heard it, I'm like, man, I see these white people flipping it. Like, what can we get these niggas? Repar- reparations. Da, da, da. <laughs> what's that shit? <laughs> like, That's exactly what it did. What's, 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 that, what's, that, what's that cookout thing they do? Yeah, shit. I was in. Bird, you know, how, we was in how Texas they that, How they looked at reparations up? <laughs> so, and I can see somebody like a Ted Cruz. We can always give him reparations. <laughs> like, I can see it. And so, like I said, I'm all for it because I think it's a beautiful thing. I was talking to my lamplighters today. The bros and lamplighters were out there. And we were talking about it. It's big in Houston, man. Real big. It's so many events going on, you know, every year across the city. Uh, and I'm happy that's recognized. But I'm like, man, I, I just know these people are going to take this and try to use it today. You know, they... Ah, I hate, I hate you. Because I was almost happy to, to a certain extent, like, when we just kind of had it to ourselves. Like, look, we celebrate. It's like, ah, now they got... You got you got one, but yeah, I feel like they, yeah. they and, need. And, and I heard I heard about like the commercialization of it all. Like yeah. you know, Walmart yeah. gonna have Juneteenth for five dollars and everything yeah. like that. that but that's on us. Yeah. That we we got to make sure that we go and we support black businesses and, and you know pay the sixty dollars for the t shirt if that's what it take. But you know my thing is the people that can pay sixty dollars for a shirt will go do that. But there are people that didn't have sixty dollars, so they didn't get a Juneteenth shirt that they may go to Walmart and buy the five dollars shirt or whatever. And maybe, just maybe, we can get some, you know, minority, um, um, you know, products in there uh, and, and suppliers for Walmart and everything like that. So, folks, y'all need to get y'all prices down to Walmart prices and, and be like, hey, when we talk about Juneteenth uh, stuff, we want minority businesses to do that. Or actually, black businesses. I don't even want to say minority businesses. Black businesses uh, need to uh, supply be suppliers for that. So, they, maybe that goes on our agenda that, hey... We want to make sure that black businesses are, are um, you know, supported and and identified during these times. I will say this. I was the, the what made me happy about it is identifying certain points in American history that are unspoken because you're hearing Juneteenth and you've heard a lot of a lot, lot more about Tulsa and stuff like that. So I kind of put that in that same like people as we were talking about critical, critical race theory, like people have to start understanding little point, not little points, points in black history or not black, American history that involve, you know, the good and the bad of the relationships. So my yeah. bad. Uh, Buff, what you got? Did you already answer? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. What's on you, Rosie? I think I, Man, I think that's it. Um, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it. I, I, you know, I've I've said my piece on it, but I just want to make sure everybody understands, man. Like you said, for it, it it is something that matters. And stop down talking everything or every advancement we get because it's not the pinnacle, because it's not the end game. Like so, you know, like Buff said, folks work for this. Folks work to get it. Um, they got that passed. I mean, whether whether it's enough or not doesn't matter. Um, that's how that's not how government works. You, you you take what you can get every time, and then you keep working to get the next thing. So you know, it 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 might be another three to four years, and, and we get something else. Hopefully, we can get something else before the end of um the midterms. We'll oh, see. But you said something, and I think this is where I get some of their frustration is. I don't want to call it actionable item, but I want to see, you know, I think more, a lot of times people are asking for something like 
symbolic versus actionable. Like something that you can you can sink your teeth. That, now the thing about but, it is now the my question, question is what what is the actionable and, 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 item? And that's, like, what, you know, that's what I was about to say. Because, no, because if if you if you need if you need education reform, there was education reform in there in um the uh, COVID relief bill. If you need, even if you talk about reparations, but there was cash uh, giveouts in there uh, for minorities and things like that. I mean, I, I, it, it, I don't know what the actionable no, item or the, the and thing I get, is. I get that. I think, and once again, we don't have a black agenda, but something like this is when you when you have something like this. What outside of like, well, you know, all the slaves weren't really free this day. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. Is that the end of Juneteenth? Is it like you said? Now we get our black business going to be highlighted that day. What 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 benefits can we? How can we turn this and benefit the black community if there's a way to turn it? I, that's that's a subject for another day. But I think that's some things we talk about. You know, like how do we take yeah. this and Just, make like this? they do like they do National Small Business Day or whatever it is that maybe they do National Black Business Day the week of Juneteenth or something like that. Or so even, that, that's another one that you could kind of yeah. Or even, even if they do something like with, you maybe maybe that might fall in line more so with if they do something for the uh, the Tulsa massacre. You know, so that that but might I, be. See, I, I I always like get weary about just a Tulsa massacre. There was like 19 or know, 20 different massacres out there, um, we, we, you know, that are, that are documented. We and it happened a lot. I mean, yeah, so it, it's it Rosewood and it, like I, there's there's plenty see, of different ones out there. So, so so you're doing what they're doing. I'm telling you, this is the hot button right now. So give let let them let them let them get get that. Let them get this one and then make them research like, oh, there's more than this, you know, because hell, a lot of black people only know about Tulsa. Or just mm-hmm. finding out about Tulsa say they definitely don't know about Rosewood and all this stuff. So I'm saying if there's ways we can spend this and benefit the black community, I'm with it. So we need to stay on it and figure that out. Um, so my question is a little, I don't know if it's a little lighter, but it's, um, let me start off by saying happy Father's Day, fellas. Yeah, man. Happy Father's Day, gentlemen. Appreciate that. Happy Father's Day. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it, it was, uh, it's crazy. Um, so a couple of things that happened in the last few weeks. So we were in Atlanta celebrating Rising's birthday. And I was talking to one of our young, my our younger frat brothers who happened to be in, uh, came out Saturday night and he was talking about some stuff he had going on. And I'm just sitting here looking at this young man in pure admiration. And I've seen him and known him probably for the last 15 years at least. And just to see him being this young immature college student that was calling me uh, for everything to to where he's at today. I'm like, man, that dude's come a long way. I'm so proud of him. And I kind of stopped there. But luckily I was drunk and feeling good. And it, 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 it was put on my heart to tell him that. It's like, dude, you know what? I'm proud of you, man. I'm really, really proud of you. And I mean, when I say it was so heartfelt, I don't know if he felt it, but I felt it and it felt so good to tell him that. But then, you know me, I'm a thinker. It made me think it's like, man, why did it feel so weird to tell him that? You know, we just got to the point. We talk about all the time where we can say, I love you. That's kind of like where, where we draw the line. Like we say, I love you and stuff like that. And we joke and we show, I think admiration for each other all the time. But it's like, how often we say those things outside of those cliche I love you's and stuff like that. And it made me think it's a couple of questions. What is the the thing that somebody 
could say to you that made you feel the best about yourself? What is that? Is it that outside of the, the cliche, I love you? It's like, what would just make your heart swell with pride and make you just feel like so good? When was the last time that happened? When was the last time somebody said something like that outside of that? And maybe it's just me, but why don't we do that more? I, I can go. Um, because I, yeah, you were telling me this story when we were at the club um, uh, about that. And you, you told me you were proud of me. I, I, I was drunk, so I might have not responded. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 it wasn't missed uh, when you said that even to me. Um, so I appreciate that. But for me, I think that I'm proud of you is a big deal for me, especially. So I get, I give, you know, I, I, I tell y'all all the time that I never think that I'm accomplished um and and like anything that i've done is not a big deal until i start talking to people um we were uh, i think we're all in a text uh, message thread uh with ani and she was just like you know your accomplishments are a big deal and i i didn't even think anything of it and i was like uh you know it's no big deal it's it's, it's nothing And, and i still kind of feel like i have you know further heights to reach right so I'm still pushing. I still don't think that I, I'm as accomplished as uh, I think some folks think I am. Uh, but maybe a month ago, two months ago, you guys know my, my parents have moved in and randomly out of the blue, my dad was just sitting in the kitchen eating some a bowl of cereal. Um, and I walked down and I was making some coffee and fixing the kids breakfast and stuff like that, getting them ready to go to school. And uh, my dad just looked up and he was like, I'm proud of you. And it hit me. And I was just like, you know, you know how you don't know how to take it. And and I was just like, you know, thanks. And, and trying to kind of downplay it. Like, oh, it's no big deal. And he was like, no, like, you know, you 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 stepped up. You're taking care of the kids. You know, we thought we were going to have to swoop in and really, really help. Uh, but he even said he was like, I feel like we got we get in the way more than we help you. Which which they don't they they do help uh, <laughs> they they help it, it's 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 about equal uh, they get in the way a good bit too but um you know he it, but he he was like I feel like we you, you're doing it by yourself um and and you're so accomplished you've done so much in your life and you're still pushing and he's like I'm just really proud of you and that did that 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 like it made my heart swell you know what did they say on the Grinch uh, his heart grew three sizes that day uh so. so <laughs> <laughs> but uh that, that was a big deal for me man and so i think you know being able to say i'm proud of you is a big deal to folks or or just good job like you know what is it hit, uh hit uh, no hancock when he was like trying to teach hancock how to say good job and hancock didn't know how to say it he couldn't say good job like saying good job to somebody or you did a good job or thank you or uh you know i'm proud of you for what you've done uh, is a big deal and especially for kids saying that um, it, it's a big deal and we do need to say it more because I know I say it to my kids a lot um, but I'm I gush on them anyway so I say I love you um, that I say it so much that they they you know like I know or you say it every day um, you know I tell them I'm proud of them and especially now you know Ollie especially he'll be up under me and sometimes I'll just look down at him and I'm like dude I'm so proud of you uh, and he'll ask me why. And I'm like, because you're a trooper, man. You, you're getting through this. You know, I know you miss your mom. Uh, you're doing awesome in school, you know, learning to read. Because, uh, you know, it, especially coming off of uh, Sophie that picked up. She's so smart. Like she picks up on things so fast. 
and Ollie has to work at it. And and I can tell that he sees that he has to work a lot harder at things than she does. And so, and I tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm proud of you for that. Like you work really, really hard at trying to do things and you're learning and, and don't worry if you don't know something right now. Um, she's, she's two years ahead of you in school. She's going to know things um, before you. So you have to make sure that you know that like the kids know that it's all right, that they're not as advanced as their sibling or, or not moving as fast, especially if they're not the same age. Um, so I, I went on a tangent with that, man, but I, I, I guess it just kind of all came out. But yeah, I agree for we, we need to say I'm proud. We need to say things more. Um, so I got three examples, but they're they're like really, really, really quick. Uh, one is um, what makes me feel what your question asked is um, when people, when random people, not necessarily random, but like, you know, social media friends, co-workers, friends in general, when they come and ask me something and I find out they ask me because they feel like I'm an, I'm an expert in that, in that area, or they've been watching me from afar and they liked how I move and they want to move in a similar way. And, you know, they ask the question and you answer, you give them information. And then at the end, it's like, man, I really appreciate it because, you know, I saw you do X, Y, Z. And it's like, and like Razio said, it's like, you look back on it like, damn, that wasn't even, I didn't think that was a big deal. But it's really true when they say you never know who's watching you. And I, that has happened like time and time again for me. So I always appreciate that because, you know, people have to humble themselves to come ask you things sometimes. So for them to, for them to like choose me, because, you know, I always tell you guys, I don't I don't feel like I'm that smart. That's why I'm always trying to read and learn stuff, because I want to be smart. And then for people to like come to me, that that makes me feel good. My wife, when when Tabitha, Tabitha said just random, like we could be sitting watching TV and she'll just out the blue say, you know, you really take care of us. You know, you really you really take care of us. I never have to worry about anything. You always put our interests first. I feel safe with you. Like just, I mean, she just be pouring it on, and she don't even ask for nothing at the end. Like she, so she really be, she really be meaning that at the time. But you know, that means a lot to me. And um, you know, I, I said this on the previous episode uh, back in October. Our she was then the assistant chief. She's now the acting chief on the department. But she put together this forum uh, to address the concerns of some of the, the officers on the department you know, during the George Floyd uh, protest because black officers was like, you know, we really felt like we didn't have a home because we kind of, we kind of empathize with what some of the protesters were saying, but, you know, we still have a job to do. And, you know, we feel like nobody really addressed that. And she put together this town hall forum with uh, chiefs from different police departments across the country. And we were able to ask whatever we want to without any type of uh, consequence. And I remember I asked my question and I told you guys the question I asked, uh, Razi, no, Razi, you mentioned all the different massacres there's been. One of the massacres I mentioned was the Elaine massacre in in Elaine, Arkansas. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my voice was cracking. You know how when you're passionate about something, you're angry at the same time and your emotions are getting there, your voice start cracking. Cause like the more and more I was giving them examples, the more angry I was getting on, you know, my overall question was, when have black people been able to ever trust the police? Because they have historically 
not earned that trust. They've, you know, abused us historically from the invention of police to the present. And I gave them all these examples of how. And that panel went to her and told her how great that question was. And she, and I'm going to talk about this a little more in my closing arguments, but she chose me to participate in something else that's going to be coming out later this year. And so it was just kind of cool that she remembered that and what they said and considered me someone that is well-spoken, which is kind of funny when you think about how I talk around y'all when it's just us, like how we was at the house in Atlanta. But <laughs> she considered me well-spoken and wanted me to participate in this thing. So those are three examples that come to mind. Last thing, Fergie asked why we don't do it more. In your question, you said, hey, you know, we just got around to telling each other I love, we, I love you. And yeah, we do do that. But what I've noticed with guys is even when we do tell another guy I love you, we still have to make it kind of kind of cool, kind of hard. It's never just I love you. It's like, hey, dog, I love you, man. I love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? You got to pound your chest a little bit with it. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you know I love you. Like, we got to find a way to kind of remix it a little bit to still keep that masculinity in selling another man I love you so I just think it's a comfort level man overall I just think we're still getting more and more comfortable with giving other people their accolades and, and telling them how we feel about them man I really appreciate you guys answering that question man it's been on my heart since then but I think for me it's that I think it's two of them one I think a little more than the other is the the proud thing I think it really resonates because I don't do things for the accolades. Like I don't, I don't similar to you, Rizzy, like I don't know how to accept, you know, praise or anything like that. But it's it it, it does something to to me. Even when I was thinking after I said it to you and him, and I think I talked to all you guys, I probably was super emotional that weekend. It was just it made me think like, who are the people who are proud of you? Who are the people that really would say, you know what? Not just like in a cliche, like, yo, yeah, man, you know, he first came along, I'm proud of him, but like knowing, like really like, you know what, man, I'm proud of you. Like sincerely, not just like, oh, you know, like we talk about butt, butt flexing and stuff like that. But dude, I've seen you come from, you know, sixth grade and all that stuff to see you, man, like, hella proud of you dude like it's just really really mean that and not in a cliche way it's just like people that really know and there's 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 a special place in their heart when they say when i'm proud of you not just like man i'm proud of my brother like he did he did good and then i think the second one is respect kind of what you were saying you know when people come to you for advice or come to you i get that all the time not all the time but i get it you know where I think I noticed it and maybe people don't say it, but they'll say it indirectly. You know, when I'm with my mentor mentees and their parents and the fact that they're, you know, they're like, there's a certain level of respect for you that I have that I don't have for many people to allow you to be in my son's life the way you are. If I have an issue with them, if I have something going on, I've had a mother call me talking about her son's had a, a rough year, first year in college, can I talk to him? There's a certain level of respect that comes with that. 
like I've, I've only known your son a few years, but you want you chose me to be the person to talk to him. Um, but when people just say it, you know, even a few uh, months ago when I was uh, um, dealing with Greg's death and my my the GM of the company called me and maybe it was just fluff. And he's just like, you know, what Tavares, everybody, everybody loves you. And they respect you, man. You're you're a team. Like, and he just kind of going into like, you know, there's something about you that just that people respect. And I don't know if it's like if it was just like the respect because of position, or if it's just like that general like you you just carry yourself a certain way. But it was just a certain level of respect. So, um, so I try to be a respectful person and carry myself in a respectful manner. But those two, but like that proud thing, man. Um, Z does a really good job of it. Telling me, you know, out the blue, like, you know, you do, you're doing a great job, babe. I'm just so proud of you. And I kind of wave it off because I don't I don't want to get into that emotional state. You know, like part of me thinks like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, kind of like, you know, like kind of the way you accept it, right? It's like, yeah, thanks. I guess, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to dwell on it, but I try to. I'm going to moving forward, take the time to internalize it and really accept it. And try to accept it in the same way they gave it. You know, when I tell you I'm proud of you, both of you guys, it came from a deep, a real place in my heart. You can take it how you want, but maybe you don't take it the same way with the same energy I gave it. You know, you know, sometimes we just like, yeah, because we don't we don't we don't accept it. So. And I think the reason we don't say it, I think. Uh, I was really struggling with this. Like, why don't we say it more? Kind of what you were saying, Byron. We just started saying, I love you. But it's almost like the Marvel Universe where I love you is like, I am group. You know, like, man, I love you, dog. I I love you means everything to me. I'm proud of you. I respect you. You my dog, man. I'm here for you. I am. I am group. That's how that's how I love you comes across in our world. You know, I can tell you, man, you can be going through like, man, you know, I love you, dude. Right. That means if you need anything, I got you, man. Like you could you could you can make the you can give me the best gift in the world, man. I love you, dog. You know, man, I could I could be proud of you on your wedding day. Man, I love you, dog. Like it's, it, I love you is everything to us. So I'm I'm challenging us on here and challenging our listeners to say more. Uh, then I just love you because for a lot of us, I love you. It's still new. It's still a struggle, but try, try to tell the people that you care about the people in your life, how you really feel about them. And in that moment, because I think when you do it in the moment, it's so much better because what made me think about being proud of you? I want to tell you right then and there. And because you never know, you never know what it took you to get there. And you never know if anybody else will tell you that. Is it, it 20 people might tell you I love you today, but how many people told you I'm proud of you? So um, I'm going to get off my emotional soapbox. Happy Father's Day, fellas. I'm proud of you as husbands, fathers, businessmen, finance. Like, dude, I've seen you guys grow the reason I wanted to get you guys on this podcast with me, podcast with me 
was because of the respect I have for you guys and how proud I'm of you guys and what you've accomplished since I've known you. So that's it, you know, so, um, but I appreciate you guys appreciate our listeners. It's been a fun show as usual. Three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.